All right, what is going on, replacements? Welcome back to the FFR podcast, the only podcast made for the league by the league. It is me, Marcus, your CPO here. Joined alongside me is one of the greatest men that I know, the indomitable, the amazing interim commissioner forever, Louis Napolitano. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that intro. I I, uh, I love you for that. I, I mean, pick- I love you. I love you for many reasons, but I do love you for that. Oh, well, that, that, that's nice. You know, sometimes I don't feel the love from you. You know, you're always loving on Nikki and, you know, not complimenting my team at all and not offering me any trades. But that's it's okay. Not, I threw you a trade offer yesterday. I don't even know what you're talking about. You didn't even counter. So no. next. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Lou, I just, I, you know, I wanted to be nice to you. You know, we're recording this on a Friday after uh, your Jets were the first team in 600 days to lose yeah. to the Cleveland Browns. How do yeah. you feel about that? Uh, you know, honestly, this isn't, this isn't your, uh, this isn't yesterday's Cleveland Browns. I don't even know. I was going to say your grandmother's, but, you know, <laughs> they've, they've sucked for so long. It could be anybody's Cleveland Browns. This is a good Cleveland Brown team. I, I, I said it before the season. The only thing I think that was hurting this team was going to be their coaching. And I think their coaching is definitely still hurting this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball for the first couple of games. It's like, dude, Baker Mayfield played lights out in in (laughs) training camp. Much like Sam Darnold did, you got to roll with the rookie. Darnold had a great opening game. Baker Mayfield came in last night, had a great opening game for him. So, you know, he's still a rookie. He's going to have his ups and downs, but let the kid play. He's the one I actually, I wanted the Jets to draft. He was my number one choice of quarterbacks I wanted. So I'm happy for him. Not happy. He beat the jets last night, but that's a good team. I mean, you go up and down and you look at the talent on that team to be quite honest with you. They got great players. Yeah. They got great players. The jets shouldn't even have been in that game. They they got better players. You know, uh, they're a better talented team. Jets got some quality players, but they're still missing a couple of key cogs that hopefully they get in this off season. So uh, because of coaching, I say the Browns will end up seven and nine. Because of coaching and a couple of missing pieces, I say the Jets wind up six and ten. So they're they're still they're still going to be hurting both of those teams, yep. not making the playoffs. But uh, I, I think it's still going to be uh, six more wins than my Cardinals. So uh, probably uh, we're probably. the new Cleveland Browns. So you want to talk about? <laughs> no, it? I, I think I think all I think those teams have a uh, all have a bright future ahead of them. They, uh, the, the Cardinals, though, they got a lot to work on. So and we got to uh, get I mean, Josh, the chosen Rosen, I mean, in there. Yeah, if you want to talk about fantasies, we could definitely talk about the, the yeah. Cardinals being good this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a long-distance <laughs> fantasy. So let's talk about an actual fantasy, fantasy yes. football. Let's talk about yes. the league, and we are a league in flux right now after week two. Our yes. champion, Wendell, he has changed his name to the Cellar Dweller. It's where he belongs. (laughs) He is uh, on track, on pace for first to worst. Um, And then right above him is our current seat of shamer, Randy. So like I've said this in our chat, uh, we got some two narratives going on, the first to worst. And then we could have our very first seat Pete with Randy. And that would make me happy. Unfortunately, Randy might kill himself after all the punishments he had to do <laughs> this offseason. I don't know if he can uh, go through that again, but hey, if you suck, you suck. But And then right above him is me. I'm just, I've had some bad luck, and that's what you say about fantasy. A lot of it's luck, and unfortunately, luck has not been on my side. 
Listen, I got lucky yesterday not to jump into any week three stuff, but I, for whatever reason, because it was playing the Jets, I wanted so hard to just get Jarvis Landry off of my roster, and absolutely nobody would accept any trade or even counter. And, I, and I'm telling you, I know I offered a lot of fair trades yesterday. I was literally offering two for ones, Jarvis Landry and a running back for a wide receiver in return. And to be quite honest, when you got a, a receiver like Landry, which apparently nobody appreciates that the guy just catches balls left and right, but – Whatever. I'm glad nobody took the offer because he put up 16 points for me. He did very well. I'll take it. He was projected to do 11 or 12. So, And now I'm he happy. has uh, Baker Mayfield in there. Presumably, yep, at, uh, I know after the game, Hugh Jackson said he needed to look at the tape to oh, determine okay. who's going to start for Cleveland next week. So, um, and, and like I said, okay. and that's exactly why they'll be 7-9 and nine this yeah. year and not 6 <laughs> uh, At the top of the league, we have uh, the fantasy savant, 100-poof, Spatty. Yes. Just, I think he's about to make a monster run. He made a big trade with Wendell this week. Now he has Michael Thomas and New Hopkins as his receivers. I know you mentioned off-podcast that uh, his bench is a little weak, though. So do you think this is going to be sustainable for Spatty? I do. Uh, You know, listen, it's weak because he's got a couple of question marks. I think um, Eckler is going to be a good play for his bye week. So as long as his running backs don't get hurt, he'll be all right. I think Theo Riddick is, uh, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, he's got Dante Pettis and Callaway, too. Young wide receivers that have a lot of upside. Um, you know, Callaway. I like a lot both of, tar- of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like both of them. Callaway had a lot of targets last night. Last night, and I got to tell you, Baker Mayfield threw one of the prettiest passes to that kid and put it in <laughs> like a dime right in the bread basket, and the kid dropped it. I don't know how he Ugh. dropped that pass, but uh, you know, we'll see moving forward. As long as he doesn't have those issues, he could be a good play. So. It's just question marks on his bench. He's not very deep. He's got he's to ride with what he's got to ride with. Um, you know, yeah, his, it, his team is good. He's yeah. good. Um, but you're right behind him. You're only 13 points behind him in the rankings. Number two, alcohol-fueled. In fact, you know, it's funny. I'm just looking at the league rankings. We have, like, almost a perfect split. We, I mean, it is. We have four 2-0 and o teams. We have four one and one teams, and we have four zero oh and two teams. So, like I said, a league in flux. So a lot can happen, but I think um, the heavyweights are revealing themselves, especially after this week. And then the rest of us are just fighting to not get the seat of shame. So it uh, is very <laughs> early to talk about the seat of shame. I think it's very early to say who the heavyweights are. It's only two weeks into the season. Mm. Let's 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 review that. Maybe after week six or seven, okay. then I think we'll really know who the heavyweights are and who the seat of shamers are going to be or who's <laughs> fighting for that. Uh, I'm happy with the start that I've gotten off to. I know mm-hmm. you're not happy with the start you've oh, gotten off Jesus. to. But it's a long season. It's a way to go. And I don't know if you know this. I've started out 0-3 before. Yeah. And, and you made, made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. <laughs> and Nikki's done it like three years in a row. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So we'll see. So anyway, let's yes. do a quick recap of week two. This is the fantasy fallout. Then we'll do a little fantasy forecast. So quickly, as always, we start with me, Gotham Rogues, 0-2 now against Crew Dogs, a team I thought I was easily going to beat. But, of course, when my dad faces me, his team balls out. Uh, I was a little screwed. I was at the game in L.A. for the Rams versus the Cardinals. And uh, unbeknownst to me, and uh, I've come to find out all the fantasy community, Greg Zerline got hurt in warm-ups. No alerts, nothing. 
Uh, so he put up a big old goose egg on my team. Uh, and but judging by the way that game went, because the Cardinals suck, that easily could have been 15 points for me. And I'm, ve- I'm very upset about that. Uh, uh, kickers, as, kickers, as, kickers. As you should be. I mean, I looked at that game. I thought for sure you were the only – the only thing I worried about in that game for you were your running back situation. Mm. Um, yours is not the best. Nope. Uh, you know, with Fournette, with Fournette being out for this week, that's why I was a little worried about it. I, I mean, I kind of like your guys. The problem is here, you got to, it's, it's, it's going to be a coin toss. Do you play Alex Collins? Do you play Isaiah Crowell? Listen, Crowell had a great night last night. You're going to put him in the lineup next week, and he's going to put up seven <laughs> points for you. It's just going to happen because that's what the Jets do. It's like, who's going to blow up? I mean, because if you look at it, the touches are very even between him and Powell. And Powell, 13 carries, 73 yards. I mean, he, you know, he's a touchdown away from being a, you know, a great fantasy play. Um, Crowell just, he hawked the touchdowns last night. Is he going to do that? Is he going to do that every week? No, it's it's it, Crowell and Powell are tough plays. <laughs> I lean towards Powell just because he gets the receptions out of the backfield. So, and but, he's also on your team. So, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's why he's on my team because I lean towards him. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he uh, redeemed himself a little bit. Twenty six points, uh, yep. having Will Fuller back. I mean, that's making the difference. I mean, I think every game that Watson and Fuller have been in together, they've scored touchdowns, uh, both put up. Yeah, no, that's, points. it's, it's a great play. Uh, Fuller takes a lot of heat off of Hopkins, which makes Hopkins do his thing. Um, you know, that's a good team there. They, uh, they I think they're, win, I though. think they're better. Yeah. Than their own two record. Would yeah. Dictate. So yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's sure. interesting. And of course, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, 26 points, two touchdowns, just part of that. Just, Onslaught, yep. bombardment of Patrick Mahomes. So congratulations to Gene for drafting Mahomes. That guy uh, could be a league winner. Good God. 50 points. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, yeah. Just going over to my dad's team. You said you tried to trade for Keelan Cole. Got 21 points. Yeah, I Woo. did. I, I literally offered him Jarvis Landry and Chris Carson's. I think I switched it up a couple of times. I think Powell might have been one of the running backs in there, but it was Landry. I mean, he was getting the better of the deal because even wide receiver for wide receiver, Keelan Cole is more <laughs> of an unproven guy that looks like he's got some potential. Jarvis Landry is a very proven wide receiver mm-hmm. with a lot of potential guaranteed. And yeah, it, it's like I said, I, uh, he probably didn't even look at the trade offer. So I, <laughs> I mean, he might've been, he's probably taking his midday nap. <laughs> his guy, uh, Adam Thielen, 25 points. A lot of that came very late in the game. And, uh, fortunately I think, you know, after looking back benefited from that horrendous roughing the passer call that Clay Matthews bad. got. It was bad. Uh, Cause that, that touchdown was right after that. I'm very upset. And then, uh, Matty, uh, Stafford came back 30 points and like, you cannot count out Stafford until the no. game is over. The guy no. put up most of his points in the fourth quarter. Oh, I'm just I'm so yeah. sick of that. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was. Listen, he had a terrible opening week, but it's Matt Stafford. The guy throws yeah. 30 touchdowns a year. He throws for close to 4,500 to 5,000. Like anyone that gets down on Matt Stafford is, is after one bad week is is ridiculous. I mean, I'm glad he had a bad week against the Jets, but. Um, <laughs> Hey, well, he's, a, he's a great quarterback. Same what? thing with Matt Ryan. Everybody was like, oh, Matt Ryan. And then what did he put up this oh, week? Oh, he, he put up 40, yeah. Day. Yeah, he's, 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 come on. So let's look. Uh, the, there is one glaring thing on my dad's team. The overall number one pick in our draft, David Johnson. Two horrendous games. The Cardinals look 
anemic, anemic, does all over the board. What should you do with David Johnson if you're crew dogs? I mean, he's David Johnson. You got to hope that they wake up and they, they start feeding him the ball. The fact that I think he only had two targets in the passing game this oh. week is an absolute travesty and an absolute it's disgusting. I don't even know how I don't even know what offensive coordinator could have a running back like David mm. Johnson and not utilize him in, in the passing game the way he needs to be utilized. The uh, bottom line is we're gonna atrocious. get we're gonna get beat by the Bears on Sunday. The only question is how badly. And if it's anything like these past two games, I better see a change at OC and I better see Mike McCoy packing his bags because I'm freaking done with him. Oh God! I, just, I mean, I'm I'm, sh- I'm a little shocked. I thought I thought the hiring of McCoy was a good move by Wilkes because he's a defensive-minded head coach. But um, so far, not panning out. But it takes nope. time. You know, it takes time for them to get to, on the same page, get the playbook down, get into a rhythm. You know, so uh, I don't I don't <laughs> know, man. It's, not, it's just they're off to a terrible start, and they got to change that fast. All right, well, let's move on to your matchup with Randy. Uh, handing Randy his second L of the week. You beat him 128 to 103. Uh, Randy making some questionable uh, roster choices, just kind of looking at his bench and who he decided to put in. Duke Johnson Jr. for Cleveland, week two. Solid seven reception yards and three rush yards. Yeah, hmm. I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking there. I mean, I like Duke Johnson. He's a good player. Um but, you know, his team is not... Um... Not a deep bench. Devontae Freeman, obviously, out with the injury. Uh, the only other running back he had was Jamal Williams for the Packers. But he decided to bench all his Packers. I mean, against the Minnesota defense, he benched uh, Jimmy Graham, who got more than Jordan Reed. Uh, Chris Hogan went off for him, so that's good. But, yeah, looking at his team, I'm kind of surprised he broke 100 points, to be honest. Well, uh, I was surprised he broke 100 points as well. And to be honest, Chris Hogan got that guard. He got the two touchdowns, and that last one was like a 20-yarder in garbage time. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, it, eh, whatever. I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned about playing Randy, to be quite honest. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I was looking at the matchups, and I felt good about what I had going on this week. Um, I did not expect Kirk Cousins to go off like he did. I was literally – I was literally tinkering with the lineup beforehand, and I felt like maybe I should play Matt Ryan this week. I don't know why. I was going to play Matt Ryan. Uh, it didn't make a difference. Matt Ryan yeah. put up 35. Kirk Cousins put up 41 and whatever. So, but I mean, uh, I, right there shows you that you can wait on quarterbacks in the draft. Like, when did you get Kirk Cousins? Seventh, eighth round? I, yeah, very late. I don't – I do not – I do not buy into getting a quarterback like – you know, you want Drew Brees and you want Tom Brady and you want Aaron Rodgers and people are jumping on them in the third round. I think those teams wind up hurting themselves later because then there's there's they're thin at running back. Mm-hmm. All of those teams, like if you look at those teams that took Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady early, I guarantee you the place where they need the most help is running back. I mean, sometimes you get that help because of luck and injury. And sometimes you don't get that, you know, you don't get that luck and then you're hurting and you got to make a trade. I mean, uh, you know, um, looking at your team, Trey Burton, you know, bounce back for you with the touchdown, but he only had four receptions. So I ask you this again, are you still happy with uh, how early you took him? Yes. Uh, right. The, he, him and Trubisky just don't seem to be on the same page. The kid's been open. There's a he's getting targets and he's been open. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, 
Yeah, he's not getting – him and Trubisky are just not on the same page. I think they'll get there. I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Uh, it's Again, it's a little early to hit the panic button on a player like, like Trey Burton in my mind. Uh, let's move on next to uh, number one, the Savant, 100 proof. Spatty put yep. up 140 points after starting the week at negative one after playing yeah. Baltimore's defense. And I'm looking at his three big contributors, Big Ben, 45 points in that freaking shootout with Kansas City. Whew, I mean, that's pretty good. Michael Thomas, 25, and Melvin Gordon, 27. Just, he had a wonderful day. I was with Hoops in L.A. watching these morning games when it was happening, and the guy looked miserable. You think someone surrounded by all your friends and, like, a third of the league would be happy? He, he was not having a good time, that Hoops. Um, he doesn't really care about anything but himself, so if it's, <laughs> like... If, if it involves him, that's where his main concern's at. He's the most selfish person I've ever met in my entire life. If it, <laughs> if it, like, you know, it's fantasy football. You got your friends around you. Yeah, you take the L. Just move on with your life. Have a good time. Get drunk. That's what I would have did. Um, but, you know, he's so focused on himself that, you know, he doesn't care about being with people and friends. That's not what he does. You know, it's funny. Like, half his team did absolutely amazing. You know, run CMC, 102 reception yards, you know, 30. Yeah, but half his yards. team is terrible, and that's the problem. Ben Watson, only three. His kicker only got him three. His defense, two. And then Cooper Cup, who uh, he traded with for me, uh, got nine points. I got Isaiah Crowell from him. So, a meddling trade for both of us. Uh, helped us fill a roster spot, at least. But let's look at Juju, 24 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, that's really good. good when you have Antonio Brown on the other side of the field. Well, when you got a shootout like that going on, he's going to get it. Juju's the perfect fantasy number two receiver, and that's uh, that's Jason's problem. His receiver is he's he, he listen, he's thin, he's th- his team is thin, he has you know one quality running back, and then he's got one question mark running back, and then he's got Breda who's got some upside now, especially. Um, you know, he's going to take over there, I think, and, and be the lead guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I look at I look at his bench and I literally look at one, two, three players. Edelman's I, I, coming back soon. Yeah, Edelman will be back. That'll help him out. But, you know, with Josh Gordon now on the team, who knows what happens Ooh. there? I don't know. He's his 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 entire bench. He might have the worst bench of any <laughs> team out there. He might. I mean, you know, wide receiver. He's got some upside holding on to DJ Moore. Um, he's got Crabtree, which is always a good play because it's a solid. He's a solid guy. But again, he's got a lot of guys on his team at wide receiver that there's nobody you just plug in and you say I'm sticking with him because this, you know, he's always consistently going to be good. Not even Juju. Juju's going to have some good weeks, some great weeks, maybe some down weeks. But every one of his other receivers is either going to be a good week or a bad week. It's mm. it, there's no in between. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the, no- the fourth matchup. Uh, Christina with the lowest. He's got no in-between. Hello. Right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Stop, stop shitting on him. He's my turn, bro. It's my guy. All right. So, Can you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you now. Okay. I ha- actually, I had something come in, and I, all of a sudden I was hearing Star Wars music. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, uh, let's time. do the uh, Imperial March for... Uh, Christina right here, you know, the worst point uh, output this week, 93. I think she's only one to finish under 100. Uh, oh, no, uh, <laughs> Wendell didn't get it either. <laughs> anyway, Chris, <laughs> Christina, you know, she is uh, 
she's hurting. I feel like this happens to her every year, though. When she she's you want to talk about up and down, this is her benching Carlos Hyde, putting in Dion Lewis. She played Tevin Coleman, you know, someone I know like half the league was after because of the Devontae Freeman uh, injury. Yeah. Her yeah. kicker put up uh, the most points, uh, only a point behind uh, Tom Brady. So Mason Crosby, good for her. But, yeah, I'm looking at this. Antonio Brown, only 11. Juju outscored him, played Brandon Marshall. I mean, this isn't the sexiest team in the league, I got, I got to say. No, I mean, listen, she is going to ride and die with Tom Brady. And that's what she does every year, and she dies every year because you can't rely on Tom Brady every week, and it usually hurts her at the most inopportune time. Usually it's going to be a playoff game, and it does. Mm. It hurts her. But this is year – like, out of all the years, this team is not good. She does not ha- – I mean, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, maybe six guys on her team that should be on waiver wires. <laughs> They're just not that good. I mean, if you look at Will Disley, the guys put up some numbers. He got a garbage point touchdown last week, but it's a facade. It's funny. I, offense, I was going to ask you about Disley. Uh, if, so, obviously, you don't think he is no, uh, for real. No, he's not. a. I don't think he's a fantasy option. Uh, Brandon Marshall should be maybe your fourth or I don't know. I, I wouldn't count on Brandon Marshall for much. Ted Ginn Jr., the same. Mohamed Sanu, the same. Josh Doxson, the same. Buck Allen, eh, you know, he, he vultured a touchdown from you, but that's all the guy gets. I mean, the guy has 10 carries for 25 yards. <laughs> Why is he on a roster? Because he gets a touchdown every week? Not worth it. Waste of I space. I hate you, Harbaugh. Let's... So I just I just don't see that team sustaining. She could take a serious nosedive if she doesn't make some moves. And listen, honestly, she's not going to make a move because she's got like she needs to either take Tom Brady and turning him into two or three players. She needs to take Antonio Brown and trade him for two or three players, or she needs to take Gronkowski. And she ain't trading any one of those three because they're her three best. But she mm-hmm. doesn't understand she has no balance on her team. It's the one thing she'll never do is she thinks she has great players, so she'll never trade the great players. But she doesn't realize you gotta you gotta give to get. Like she'll try to offer somebody, you know, Tevin Coleman for you know, I don't know Leonard Fournette, and you know, <laughs> pick a pick any other receiver, and she'll think that's a fair trade. Not gonna happen. Uh, I can t- I can tell you one thing. I know after all these podcasts, every week you're always pooing on Christina. I know she's. I circ- don't mean to. She's circling mean to. that matchup with you, and you're. I know lose. she is. She's gonna I come out. I, 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 I will tell it. you this is a probably a 99.9% chance she beats me this year. <laughs> Just because karma is going to come bite me in the ass. I karma that. is there. Well, I know uh, that. Let's go over to someone who always deserves good karma. Uh, karma. That is Nikki. Connor with an E. James Connor putting up a decent week again, 17 points. But Stefan Diggs and A.J. Green. I mean, I got to tell you. I love this wide receiver duo that Nikki has gotten for himself. I love it. Yeah, he's got a good wide receiver duo. Um, he might be a little thin. Geronimo Allison, is he the real deal? He's, he's looking like he could be the real deal. He's getting targets, and, mm. and he's making the most of those targets. So he's he's looking good. Um, he plugged in little, Eli Manning this week. That, and- that was a huge mistake. I would have never did that. And, uh, you know, I had a quick conversation with him, and when he said why he made that trade, I was a little, I was a little shocked because uh, – <laughs> I, I don't think the player he went after was the one he should have. But, hey, listen, his lineup is good. He he's won the week. Yeah, he won the week. He's He's got a – Got he's Carson got a, Wentz coming back. Yeah, 
Yeah, listen, I, I like his starting lineup. It's really good. I think he's got, um, he's got, you know, Doug Baldwin is, you know, on the IR, Le'Veon Bell on yeah. the, you know, he's got, <gasps> he's got two players that are not playing, but Le'Veon Bell, eh, he helps he has, him a he little has bit three more. three players but... that are, oh no. What yeah, is, he's got. I, I'm looking at this. Jack. Jack Doyle. Doyle. But listen, I think that's a, that's only Marlon maybe a Mack one week. Is He'll be out. back. Yeah, Marlon Mack is a is a, a big question mark. Led I'm not Bell sure he should be on the roster. Doug Baldwin. Oh man, Nikki. He's thin at running back. He's got no backups at running back. Is his problem? Wide receiver. He's he's all right with. He's got AJ Green, Stephon Diggs, Corey Davis, and again, I like the upside of Allison. So I think he's okay there. Um, but running backs might hurt him because um, the two he has are. James Conner, which is he's balling out. And mm-hmm. if Bell comes back, no big deal. He's got Bell, so that's great. Lamar Miller, though, you know, average, good running back. He gets hurt. Actually, if either one of them get hurt, then he's he's depending on Kerryon Johnson and, and Rashad Penny. I don't know if you want to uh, depend on those two guys <laughs> um, to, to play every week. I mean, between them, I don't think they have 100 yards rushing total for the year. Ooh, we will see. All right, well, let's go to our next matchup. And, oh. There it is, the music. But with that said, wait, wait, wait. I got to say this. Lou? Am I echoing? The drums are echoing in the night. Looks like you hear only whispers of a quiet conversation. Okay, sorry. I'll (laughs) cut it. I'll cut the music. What what do you have to say? Jeez. I'm sorry. I got to say this. I love Nikki. Next. (laughs) Oh, that's it? Okay, right. That's it. Let's let's, let's bring the drums back in. Because we're going down to Africa with Greg versus the curse of the Pharaoh, Gene. His boy, his third-round pick, Pharaoh Cooper, got injured out for the season. Mm. But it's okay, because Gene bounced back 50 points from Patrick Mahomes. Is this guy the real deal? Um, I think he's the real deal. I mean... I think he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback for many, many years. League uh, winner. It's a big. It was a big week. I, I wouldn't expect fifty points every week, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's a guy that again, you just play him. That's it. You play him. You don't even think twice about it. <laughs> yep. The only time he's not in your lineup is the bye week. The bye week. Yep. So yep. congratulations, Gene. You can drop Andrew Luck or trade him. Um, but Holmes is he's your guy. But yeah, Gene's team put up some good stuff. Of course, with Devontae Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, Zeke Elliott. He put Peyton Barber in three points. So uh things aren't looking too well with his running backs. Uh he- got here. Uh, Freddie Morris, uh, I don't know, but uh I think Gene's team, his studs will be able to carry him to the Yeah, points. I that that is the thing. He's <laughs> I've never looked at a team where I was like, wow, your running backs are terrible, but he's so good everywhere else. I don't, his second running back will definitely, uh, he won't, he won't need much from them. I think if he can get, if he can get eight to 10 points a week from that second running back slot, he'll be fine. Mm. He's, he's loaded. He's loaded everywhere else. So let's move over to Greg. Second week in a row, he uh, lost to the, I think what Spatty only Spatty had more points. No, no I had no, more G- points. No, Gene had, had the most points. points. So this is the second week in a row Greg he, lost to the. Yeah, he played. The, he points. played the guy with the most points. He 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 would have beat everybody in the league. Ex- well, not everybody. He would have lost to me, Shant, and um, Spatty. Spatty as well. Because mm-hmm. you know, 
But still, he is Greg's in the upper echelon. Yes, his team is good. He's got a lot of quality players. Um, His question marks might be his running backs, and it's only because, listen, if the Giants weren't, I mean, they they can't run the ball. The offensive line is terrible. Barkley is going to be a very hit-and-miss running back week to week. He's going to bust one, but he's not going to bust one every week. Like week one, he had, I think, 13 carries for 25 yards, and then he ran for the 60-yard touchdown. He's going to have those types of weeks, but he's not going to have those types of weeks. I mean, Barkley, he only had 28 rushing yards week two, 80 reception yards. Yeah, he's (laughs) going to – and that's what he's going to need from Barkley. Every week he's going to have to get that consistency of the receiving yards out of the backfield. If he doesn't get that from Barkley, he's going to be in really bad shape at running back because Marshawn Lynch is going to be okay, but his his backups, you know, are going to be tough. I think Greg's are going to be tough. I just think Greg's team's still too good to finish last. I know he's I he's already starting to worry about that. I think he'll be fine. I think the playoff push begins or this week at least with his first W. And let's go to the last matchup with for last place the Cellar Dweller Wendell the champion lost. Lost? Lose is that word? Lost, Jesus. <laughs> uh, he made a smart decision playing Jared Goff over Russell Wilson. I mean, you want to talk about leaky O-lines. Oh, my God. I watched that uh, Chicago-Seattle game. Russell Wilson just running for his life. I didn't think it'd get any worse than last year, but that's the Seahawks offense for you. You hike the ball to Wilson, and he runs around for 10 seconds and tries to get rid of it or get sacked. Yeah, that's about the best that they could hope for is Russell Wilson. And listen, (laughs) uh, you know, and I was saying to you, uh, you know, off the air, you know, he's got to just keep giving the ball. And I'm not saying this because I have him on my team, but Chris Carson makes things happen when he's running the ball behind that terrible offensive line. He's averaging, I think, five and a half, six yards a carry. Stop with this running back rotation (laughs) because the other guys are not doing anything. Carson is a guy that can, you know, he could hit, he could hit a group of people, bounce off a tackle and go, and that's what they're going to need. I mean, listen, maybe, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, from what I've seen so far, just give Carson the ball one, because I think he can be a decent running back for you. And maybe that helps the offensive line and helps Wilson in the passing game. And two, because he's, he's on, on my team. team. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I was exactly. waiting. For I was waiting. Of course. Uh, yeah, so Wendell, I mean, he made some moves. He got rid of New Hopkins and Kareem Hunt. It's first and second round draft picks. So I call that a panic button press, but it could be the move he needed to make. You know, you were just chastising uh, Christina for not making those kind of moves. So at least Wendell is uh, trying to get ahead of the game. So we'll see no, how that works you, you out. You got to listen, when you recognize you got to make some moves and you can't just sit on it, Wendell at least understands if you're going to get something, you're going to have to give up something. It's not like he can look at his roster and go, okay, I'm not going to trade Hopkins and Hunt because they're my best players, but I'm going to trade uh, Tariq Cohen and Tyler Lockett and hopefully <laughs> get, you know, and hopefully get, you know, a number one back or whatever it mm-hmm. might get. It's just not going to happen. You got to give to get, and that's just the way it works. And listen, I think Christina does have pieces where if she goes, all right, I might have to let Antonio Brown go. Who's going to be the highest bidder and do that <laughs> or Tom Brady or Gronkowski, you know, just yeah. go for the highest bidder and try to get, you know, she's got to balance out that team somehow. Yeah, she does. So uh, let's go over to the S boy wonder still the worst name in the league. Well, I mean, I, let's be honest. I've been saying since he named it, it sounds like an underage teenage <laughs> prostitute boy. Um, and you know what? It it fits Sean. So I think I him. saw in the chat earlier today, though, with the, the Armenian assassin. 
I, 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 I well, at first I, I said he should change. We, we, I called him the Armenian asshole. Um, and that, that's actually a better name than S boy wonder, but the Armenian assassin is a good name. as well. That's a good nickname. I think it's up there with the fantasy savant. I like the Armenian assassin and he is assassinating all of his opponents so far. So yeah. I, I think it fits. I like it. And of course, you know, when you have Todd Gurley putting up 30 points and I got to tell you who is laughing the most in this league. It is Sean getting Todd Gurley <laughs> at number three when Lev Bell went at number two, hasn't played a game, and David Johnson went at number one and is just not being utilized at all. I mean, Sean's got to feel just amazing about that pick. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't you? Of yeah. He is. I mean, it, like, he just fell into his lap. I mean, there was no way Todd Gurley shouldn't have went number one overall. That was an absolute ridiculous move, especially to take David Johnson behind an unknown offense. Yes, he's got the talent. Yes, he's probably top five. I just don't think I would have took David Johnson number one. Lev Bell, you know, if he plays fine, uh, Nicky just took a big gamble that he was going to be in the lineup and that contract was going to get worked out. Everybody felt like it was going to get worked out. It's not getting worked out. I don't know what's going to happen. I see some flowers in my dad's future and Nikki's future from Sean. Well, thank you card. I mean, he should send them something because yeah. it oh. was a gift. It was a gift. Uh, Jimmy G putting up 20 points, not the, uh, you know, I mean, 20 is respectable, but you know, going into the season, everyone was just riding Jimmy G's nuts and he's, he's, he's looked okay. Um, I, I'm, I love Jimmy G. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> yes, he is. But as far as fantasy quarterbacks go, he's going to be good. He's not going to be great. He's going to be good. So, I mean, if you have the team around, Jimmy G is going to get you 18 to 21 points a game. I wouldn't expect those big monster 35, 45-point games from him. I just don't see that happening Mm -hmm. with Jimmy G. Um, But if you got the team around him, he's going to put up – he's going to meet his projections on the reg, I would say. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to all the the winners in week two and this us losers on to week three, which is uh, where we're going right now. So, Lou, um, I'm not going to preview all the, the matchups individually, but, I, you know, normally we would have spatty starties and cities right now for this segment. Our schedules, you know, haven't allowed that. He's at work or asleep or, I don't know, doing some Molly or something. Uh, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're here. And I just want, I'll just ask you some questions. Who are some players that you're looking at who you think are going to have the big week threes? Oof, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'll start know, while you think about it. I mean, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes against, um, oh, I was about to say the Steelers, but that's who they just faced. But I, I think this guy, like we said, is the real deal. And, I, I know he's not going to put up six touchdowns versus the Niners, but I can still see four. <laughs> I mean, this guy has all the weapons. I love the team. I, I think he's going to have a huge week against Jimmy G and those boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I think I would definitely sit uh, Matt Ryan mm. this week. I feel like. He's going to be a little bit of a risk this week. I don't think he's going to have a terrible week, but I w- he's definitely a sit for me. I think a definite starter this week um, w- is probably going to be Julius Murray now. I think he's yes. going to be, you know, what I, I had him. Matter of fact, I, I was speaking to someone else that's not in the league that was asking me about fantasy stuff. And 
Murray was on the waiver wire in, in this other league, and I said, pick him up. Play him. <laughs> Regardless of Cook healthy or not, um, play Dude, him. So it. I like that. I would sit Amari Cooper um, this week. Uh, man, I don't know. I'd sit, I'd sit Demarius Thomas this week. How um, about this? I want to throw this out here. I think you know where I'm going with this. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you got to play him until he's cold. I Do think. you play him after you spend $100 and free <laughs> and, uh, fab on him? Uh, you don't really have a choice but to play him when you put that much money on him. It's <laughs> like, you know, drafting a quarterback number one overall and then playing Tyrod Taylor in front of him. You don't do it. You got to play. You got to play your number one pick. We have uh, two teams that haven't wasted any fab yet. That's Nikki and uh, Hoops uh, at 200. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are like middling. I mean, I got 192. I just, I I got a kicker. I I get Dan Bailey, who I, I'm very happy with that pickup. He's a start, by the way. He's, he's the, he was my last person I was going to say to start. Dan Bailey. I I love Um, it. I, I like the matchup that uh, Fitzpatrick has because Pittsburgh has not looked good defensively this year. Um, I'm pretty sure they've probably given up the most points or, or the second most or the third most points in, in fantasy to quarterbacks this year. So I would play Fitzpatrick. Uh, New England, I think has a bounce back week. Um, so if, Stafford, I think Stafford puts up a decent number. I think Fitzpatrick puts up more. When does Fitzpatrick get benched uh, for Winston? Injury? Because that's what I think. Um, it would have to be injury or implosion. Implosion. The, the classic Fitzmagic implosion that you saw. Yeah. When he, listen, <laughs> everybody needs that. Well, he's done it everywhere he's gone. It hasn't been just New York. He went to Buffalo and he was young. He played great, got a monster contract, and then he imploded. He went to the, you know, he went to Houston, played great. And he got injured, never really recovered from it. Went to the Jets, played great, got a contract, got, he imploded. He is Fitzmagic. He is, he is the bipolar quarterback of the NFL. He's Fitz either going to be tragic. Fitzmagic or <laughs> Fitztragic. Exactly. One uh, or the other. Um, would I have spent $100 on him? Mm. No. I wouldn't have spent $100 oh, so, 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 so clear budget on him. Clear something up for me because Spatty was yeah. stirring the pot you know, earlier this week. As the commissioner, do you get to see all the bids? No, I don't. I don't. I was teasing him one night and he's like, what? What? But, um, you, you got, I could give anybody commissioner rights and they could try to look at the bids. I don't see the bids before or after. I was just, he was ragging on me one night through a text message about me spending $30 on Quincy and Nunwa. I said, well, uh, I know there was a bid for $23. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, you don't worry about it. I'm the I know everything. Um, so I was just teasing him, but no, I don't see the bids. How stupid would that be? Like, oh. What kind of what kind of faulty system would that be if Gosh. the commissioner could see the bids? I'd outbid everybody every week for the players. <laughs> all right. I just I just wanted to clear that up for all the people in the league who uh, were worried for a second. Hoops. Well, um, was he worried? Because nah, if he was, he's dumb. I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing that out there. So no, I can't see bids. So any uh, sits, any people, you know, big name. I'm talking big names that you're worried about this weekend. Mine's L4 with that hamstring. Uh, yeah. He, well, Matt Ryan's a big name. I, I'd yeah. say sit him. Um, you know, I, I was Amari Cooper. Does he count? I mean, I don't know. I sit mm-hmm. him every week as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. Week and uh, week two, you know, I think Kenny Stills might have another rough week ahead of him. Demarius Thomas, those those are those guys are pretty big names, I think. Uh, 
that we're talking about here. So that's who I would would be sitting. Um, I think LaShawn McCoy's career is done. I oh. think his fantasy value is 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 done. I thought about making a trade for him, and then I was just looking at him like, what am I doing? It's I was just it's the name, but you look at the stats and. No thanks. You look at the the bills are at now. You have players quit in at halftime. Just that nah, I don't yeah. want a part of any bills. You know, uh, Rex Burkhead might be an iffy start this. No, I gotta. Uh, no, he is a he is a start for me. That's I mean, I got a good feeling might, about the goat head. I guess I, I gotta I tell you, you the, uh, Pats listen, ha- the Pats haven't got one rushing touchdown yet this season. And I tell you, when Burkhead has those big games, he's put up like twenty plus. I just I I feel it so against what? the Lions. So what you're saying is they're due. They're due. They're due. They're due to get a touchdown from the running back position. All right. I could, uh, I could see that. It won't be Sonny Michelle, and it won't be James White. It's going to be I, Rex I could see it. Goathead. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. Listen, if we want to go position, I think that the, the Garoppolo probably has a good week this week, if anything. He's going up against Kansas City. Oof, yeah. uh, they've been giving up a lot of points, so I think that's a good start. Um, you know, Philip Rivers going up against the Rams. I think he's a sit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Case Keenum against the Ravens. He's a sit. I mean, just just it's a lot of starts and sits we could look at here. But I think definitely the biggest sit of this week at the quarterback has got to be Philip Rivers For against sure. the Rams. You know, I'm not that Rams the bike. defense. I, I love Mike the Bike Williams, but yeah, seeing that Rams defense in person, they're going to they're the Super Bowl. For, <laughs> they're for real. They're they're for real. I got to tell you, man. I think Cleveland, if Baker Mayfield's the real deal, could definitely make the playoffs if Hugh Jackman can get out. Jackson. What is Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Jackman, I don't know. Who, the Wolverine guy. Isn't he the coach? He's the coach, right? If Hugh Jackson could get out of the way of himself, um, that Cleveland Browns team is good. I would good. love that, to see That Hugh defense, I've, watching that defense three weeks in a row now, um, man, they had, they had Drew Brees looking confused last week. Yeah. So it's not, it's not shocking that, you know, you know, uh, Darnold had a, had a little bit of a rough night, but he wasn't looking too bad. I think there, I think the Jets he's a were rookie. too conservative. Yeah. He's a rookie, but I think the Jets OC was very conservative and, and rightfully so, I guess, maybe a little bit scared because that defense is, you know, Denzel Ward's a good cornerback and, you know, they got that Garrett, who's a great pass rusher. Um, you know, they could, they got a good defense, man. That Cleveland Brown team, I got to tell you, man, I, it's shocking to say this, but <laughs> if they got the right coaching staff, they definitely got the right players. They could be a good team for a while. Well, all right. So that was our stitch together, spatties, starties, and cities. Hopefully we'll have some uh, better stuff for you guys next week. You didn't have it last week just because I was on the road and the schedules didn't work out. But I know Spatty, he's been on fire. He sent me his starts and sits last week, and, and they were pretty good. So the guy knows his stuff. And, of course, I'm facing him this week. So – I'm very upset about that, which leads me to the last segment uh, I wanted to do, Lou. And I'm surprising you with this, but I'm just I'm calling it the 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 replacements pick 'em. All right, I want you to look at all the week three matchups, and I just want you to give me your gut reaction of who's going to win and why. Whew. All right, let's let's look at this week three matchups. Um, I'm going to exclude my game. I'm going to look at. Well, Nikki will uh, win because I always want Nikki to win. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I mean, someone's uh, their winning streak's going to be over. Oh. Yeah, Nikki. Nikki will probably win. I'm gonna, I, if I have to pick a team, I'll pick Nikki this week. Um, even though it's <laughs> against me, um, I got to take Spatty this week. Mm. I mean, <laughs> Your team's just got a lot of question marks, bro. A lot of question marks. That Literally need to be worked out. Um, 
uh, wow, this is a tough one, but uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go with with Roy over Wendell, Crew Dogs over, oh, over yeah. Wendell's team. I think Wendell stays in last place. Uh, he goes to zero and three. You know, it's easy because Hyde had a monster week for Christina. She played the right running back this week. But with that said, um, <laughs> I I think Shant wins. He's just got a deeper team overall. And I can see Mike Evans having a big week. I can see Allen Robinson having a big week. Though I'm not so sure about Jared Cook, but I do like John Brown. Like, yeah, I think I think Shant will pull this game out. It's going to be a close one. Christina has a shot. She definitely has a shot, thanks to Carlos Hyde mm-hmm. last night. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Greg this week. I think he finally gets out of the basement. Um, or out of you know, his losing streak where he's mm-hmm. 0-2 this week. He's at the bottom of the uh, the league. Uh, so I'm going to go with Greg this week. I just don't – I like his matchups. I like his team. Um, I think Barkley's going to have a good week this week running. I think he picked up Murray, and Murray's going to have a big, big week mm-hmm. this week against Buffalo because that team is absolute trash. They may go 0-16. And then, you know, in the final matchup, it's uh, – Gene and Randy and, you know, if you go by projections, this game looks close. Um, but I'm going to go with Gene. Yeah. I, so I, do, I don't. We're going to have I, three 0 oh, and three teams. I, yeah, unfortunately I agree with all your pickums. Yeah. I think that's, that's where I'm going to sit uh, at this point. Though, I, I can't see it going any other way this yep. week. That is what it is. So interesting. I have never started 0 and three ever. <laughs> I, I don't know if I told you, but I have a couple of times. And then I went on to the playoffs both of those years. Oh, and Nikki has too. Nikki has too. <laughs> Nikki did it like three years in a row. Yeah. So uh, we will see. Things do not look good for me for my fantasy season. But like I told you, there's that pattern. So next year I'm going to win the championship. It's going to happen. But uh, all right, Lou. Well, thank you for your time. What a great way to uh, recap Week uh, two, look forward to week three with the ICF. Uh, always a good time. I love talking football with you. I hope the rest of the league enjoyed listening uh, to the podcast. We want to get some of you guys on here, so just shoot us a message if you want to get on, okay? Get the Anchor app, all right? And we can have some fun. We can uh, talk shit. And uh, unless you're me, Wendell, or Randy, you know, just be dismayed about our team and look forward to having the seat of shame. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's it's too early for me. <laughs> well, we will see. All right. Well, replacements, good luck heading into week three. Uh, Christina and Lou off to really good starts. Greg got saved by some garbage time uh, interceptions last night. Well, I mean, not garbage time, but, you know, really late interceptions uh, with the Jets trying to force it down the field. But this should be an interesting week. We will see what happens. So until next time, replacements, I love this league. Oh, Jesus. I'm out. <laughs>